Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we are bringing to you part two of our 0083 content where we are covering episode three and four and uh, up through volume five in the Rebellion manga. Uh, we have today Scotty P. I thought I should let everyone know that I'm taking my podcast notes now in a Operation Meteor notebook that I got for Christmas. It is definitely licensed, which is definitely why they put the word notebook over Gundam Wing to obscure the word Gundam because it must totally be official. And it's awesome. I like it. Uh, this is what episode two out of episode four or ten. I don't know. However many this ends up being. I, th- I think we said like Probably anywhere between five and seven. We'll figure it out. To yeah, be anything, fair, you know, four to ten, three to twenty. I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> I just want everyone to know I had us going through this in four episodes, and we were going to burn through it way faster than Lane is. Lane always takes forever to burn through stuff. I thought the entire UC was going to be like ten episodes. Yeah, I mean, well, let's let's do uh, let's do unicorn tomorrow. Camille is a boy's name. <laughs> the end. We've done. We're, 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 we're we just done. did Zeta. Yes. <laughs> now we have to do the Zeta movies. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So in uh, 0083, episode three, we begin with the Federation regrouping because they've been given orders by Jabrow to recover unit two. And Keith is trying to cheer up Ko, who is still emo about getting beat by unit two because he still sucks at piloting a Gundam. And uh, one of the things we did not hit is in that last battle, um, Burning was injured. Oh, yeah, I was just going to uh, say that. He got yeah. wrecked. Yeah, he's he's pretty fucked up throughout the, the next I think few he got, episodes. Like, he got like shot through the leg and it like, broke his leg. Something like that. Uh, I don't know. So, well, so he is in this little, it's a GM command that he is in and he's going up against that Zommel. And that thing is at least three times the size of a GM command. Um, but he ends up taking it out. I mean, he punches it at one point and it's really funny. Um, like the GM just punches it. And I'm like, dang, old guy got some fight. Uh, and then you kind of see the Zommel has the GM command crushed up against like a cliff, but you can see where he's um, turned his beam saber on and cut through and killed the Xeon pilot. And uh, when Keith goes up to him, it's almost like his cockpit got crushed a little bit and it smushed his leg. Mm. Yeah. He got, he got messed up. <laughs> so, so in the anime at this point, um, they order some more experienced units to show up. Um, and we get to to meet uh, Mancha, who is our older version of Keith, who uh, who still bangs a lot. Um, and we find out that he's got. I don't think he bangs a lot. I think he sexually harasses a lot. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, he he might bang a lot, but it's probably not willing. <laughs> Um, so we find out that these guys were uh, friends with Bur- uh, Lieutenant Burning in the past. They were part of the the Immortal Fourth, um, which we talked about in the the manga a little bit earlier. Um, but this is their first mention in the anime. Um, they unknowingly kind of 
make fun of Burning's unit for losing uh, the unit two until they find out that, well, that was actually Burning's unit and Ko and all those people. And uh, they also kind of get a, when they find out that it was Gato that Ko fought and survived against, um, they take it a little bit more seriously, um, or at least a little bit more respectful um, as, as far as as much as they can be. They don't. They still think Ko and Keith are noobs, but whatever. He survived. Um, and then at this point in the, in the anime as well, uh, we get to go see Cole go get um, Alan's stuff because he's basically sent to go um, pick up the stuff from his room. And Cole goes full emo and he sees uh, the pictures of uh, Alan and his friends and all that stuff. Yeah, um, it was more a matter of like because he was so close to the guy, or it was just like his first experience with like losing people to war. I mean, I, I was really just looking at that uni. Was he? Where, this is the '90s. Is that Kansas City Chiefs? Is that who Allen played for? I didn't see on the white with the red. It could have been. Yeah, I mean, they didn't use any logos, but yeah, you um, know, that that uh, when Keith when Co has that football in his hand. It's supposed to say NFL. It doesn't. But <laughs> it, it, it does, but there's a finger in the way of a letter or two. Just yeah. like the Gundam Wing notebook. Yeah. If Steam. only, if Steam. but if only Co had been purpose. <laughs> if only Co had been better in his first real fight ever against the Nightmare of Solomon, he could have saved Alan. Um, Nina sees. <laughs> so Nina is like creeping, but she doesn't really seem to like help him out. Um, at this point, she's kind of like, well, the, the scene fades out. Stares vacantly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they don't really have much of a connection here. Um, just creeping. So uh, Gato and his men are heading towards Africa because they they need to go find a heavy lift vehicle to get back into space with, because that's their goal, is to get the hell off of Earth um, with Unit 2. Um, and so they do that. Um, we see more of Mancha and his guys making fun of Cole. Yeah, there's uh, a wonderful Mancha quote here. I think it's the best Mancha quote in the show. And so he's kind of haggling co about gato and you know nina's standing up for him and all that and because nina's standing up for him saying he did better in unit one the first time mancha reacts by going oh so you're an amateur pilot but a true professional with the ladies is that right <laughs> my, yeah, that's a great quote. my favorite mancha quote is the diapers one that's good too yeah but co's retort on yeah it's <laughs> it's pretty good well, yeah, that that interaction is is one of my favorites that they have with each other. Um, yeah, so yeah, Nina actually stands up for him and says that he piloted better than expected. I don't know if the, she didn't mean it to sound backhanded, but it kind of was at the same time. Yeah. But um, this is all leading up. We look this. We this is Maverick and Iceman. Okay, <laughs> at this yes. point, so the music seems like sounds like it's right out of Top Gun. Yeah, Mancha is very clearly uh, expecting to take control of Unit 1 because that's essentially what he's been told he's going to do as part of them being brought in there as like the more veteran units. Um, yeah, it and, seemed like the three of them were brought in to pilot the two mobile suits. And 
and Cole is he's like well Mancha challenges Ko because at this point it's like a battle of pride um Ko doesn't really seem to care about piloting the Gundam at this point but somehow he gets talked into like having this this um one-on-one battle um and so Mancha and Ko fight uh Ko gets the Gundam and Mancha gets a modified GM um and they're kind of fighting around they they end up inside like some wreckage uh, I'm, colony I, wreckage yeah colony yeah, wreckage they're again around. they're they're still in australia so they're not far from like all the sydney colony crap well, so remember that ko's motivation at this point is that he at the end like towards the end of episode two nina is radioing him and says you know um you know please take care of the gundam and bring back unit two yeah. And he promises yeah. her that he'll do that. So his focus is not so much on, like, I want to be the Gundam pilot. It's I want to fulfill my promise to Nina that I made. Yeah. yeah. And and I think after after this point, I will bounce back to the, the manga a little bit. But I feel like his motivation in the manga is much more clear um, than in the anime. But be that may. Um, yeah. So Cole beats Mancha. We all know it's going to happen. He's our main character. I mean, but what we we've got to give Mancha some credit because while I think he loses because he makes mistakes, he's um, too cocky. Footing, yeah, but he is in a GM custom mass production type, which, as they say in the show, it is remarkable for being unremarkable. <laughs> he was right. also drinking. Yeah, he was like <laughs> he, he even says later he's he's like I would have won, but I was drunk. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it is still his fault that he lost, but yeah, you can't you can't challenge somebody and be like, "But listen, I handicapped myself." <laughs> um, yeah. So at this point, we see, um, Mancha, uh, Ko, and Mancha get thrown into solitary confinement for a week, which lasts for like an hour, as is tradition. Yeah, as is tradition. Um, and Burning is actually given the lead by uh by synapse of the uh mobile suit team uh included both fourth and the the test pilots which is basically just keith and um cole at this point um and they they head towards africa they get some intel and they head towards africa um i'm gonna jump a little bit into episode four before we we jump to the manga because narratively they there's a lot of difference here so in episode four of the anime they we start off um and we actually get a date so this is uh october 23rd 0083 and um matcha gets his ass kicked by a whole bunch of female engineers uh apparently this has been a thing that he's doing on the ship yeah uh, you, you kind of get this thing they they tell you that the Albion has sort of been wandering Africa for a week at this point. Yeah. So while we mentioned Ko being in the brig for like an hour, it, I mean, it technically he gets thrown in for a week. And at this point they've already gotten to Africa and been wandering around for a week. So that's why it feels like 10 minutes. Yeah. So they're basically straddling around um, the African continent looking for Gato and his units. Um, and then we see, uh, hold on, 
Uh, yeah, so Cole is out in a core fighter. He's like kind of doing some recon stuff around Mount Kilimanjaro and uh, Mancha uh, as as Cole is getting ready to land his his plane, uh, Mancha turns off the lights and makes him crash. And, um, it didn't seem like it was a bad crash. He just kind of like skidded into some yeah, boxes yeah. or something. They were like taking bets on if he would be able to pilot or not. Um, and then we see uh, Keith bumps into a Xeon spy, uh, Mr. Blau Angel, and Burning sees some of the papers that were dropped. Um, so let's shift over to the manga now because now we have like a big narrative disconnect um instead of well actually we get to see uh at the end of we didn't really cover all of volume two in the last episode so the last chapter of volume two and we see this in a handful of i think basically each volume and it happened in in origin as well they have like these weird cameo chapters that happen so we at the end of uh volume two we see matt healy and noel anderson um, we get told that uh, Healy's la- left the military um, basically after all of his friends and, co- and pilots have died. And um, Noel wants uh, Healy to reach out to Admiral Cohen for some special secret project that um, they don't really go into. Well, and remember who is in the manga is um, sending the Albion on its mission is Cowan. Right. There's an implication that you know she was trying to get him to because it's still in Australia, like that's where he goes, right? Um, but so like, you know, there's an implication that she's trying to get him to go to Torrington and join up with that crew, but not a it's not explicit, right? Right, and I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up in some of the future volumes as well because they seem to be yep. bouncing around a little well, bit. And, and, and we didn't cover this in this podcast but in the Gundam Legacy manga that is uh, where you kind of have Ken and Matt and um, some of those characters coming back together in space and that's in 0084 mm-hmm. so we've yeah, I've already kind of read before this some stuff that happens after mm-hmm. stuff so I'm not sure if these will be side things just throughout just as a hey let's check in on these folks yeah, kind of thing, but that, that seems to be all it is for now. So uh, in the manga, we see Miller a little bit more after her brief introduction at the end of um, the last uh, volume. She is basically saying that there are, and this is kind of where we've talked about before, there's various factions within the Federation, um, and people are not happy with Admiral Cohen. So um, she's being sent to interview everybody and figure out basically what's happened. Why was the unit two lost? Who can she put the blame on and, and cause some havoc with? Um, also, we mentioned before, Alan is alive in the manga. It's um, uh, actually Kark that has died. Um, and in the manga, Alan wants to control the Gundam. Uh, he wants to be the pilot. And the, the, the fourth unit, or the, yeah, the fourth has not shown up yet. Um, so basically Alan never get really gets a chance. There's no, there's no duel in the manga. Um, it's just Cole gets it right. Um, but we do get introduced to Lieutenant 
uh, Tanya, and I'm going to butcher this last name, um, Chormo Shan Shanskaya. Sound right? Trim, uh, sorry. Uh, Tormotionskaya. I'm going to go. Tormotionskaya. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> about right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she had. She is an engineer, and she came with uh, with Miller, um, and she she'll show up later in the anime. I think she she works a lot with like the G Fighter Two. I think. Um, but yeah. So. Look, Natsumoto wants more pretty girls in Gundam, and this is one of the ways that he draws more in there. Speaking of pretty girls, uh, at this point, Gato meets with some Xeon remnants. So this is they meet uh, they're over the ocean or a lake or something. At this point, um, he meets up with Gary and Clara, Clara Lodge. They're basically this aquatic Xeon remnant unit. Um, uh, Claire is apparently an underage girl that pilots something. Um, but like for the rest of the, the manga, she looks like she is a um, adult. <laughs> um, we'll go with 18. Yeah, let's go with 18. Cause she definitely does not look like a minor as the way they draw her. Um, yeah. So for the, this early part of the manga, Alan basically replaces Mancha, um, Mancha uh, as far as their interactions. Uh, Alan makes uh, Cole crash the core fighter in the, the manga. Um, and we see uh, Nina and Tanya fighting over Cole at this point. So this is actually, I thought, interesting. They, they start the, the tension between Nina and, and Cole a little bit earlier in the manga than they do uh, in the anime. Um, and they hint that in this, in this section, unit one has some underwater abilities, um, that it can fight with. So basically they engage this, uh, Xeon, uh, water unit and, um, Ko is ordered to fire off a missile and get the hell out of there. Um, and then they also have the G fighter two which has some experimental weaponry. It's basically like a, a laser cannon or something like super beam rifle cannon, ultra hyper mega particle gun. Um, and, but it, it's not really, it's experimental and the ship's like, what the fuck are we? Are we, are we your guinea pigs? And they're like, well, you lost unit two. So yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, they engage the Xeon and, remnants um and they sink the sub um after the zeon units try to attack a, what they think is a civilian ship and the zeon forces retreat uh but they lose sight of gato and his units actually they never see gato they just think he's there um and we learn later that the zeon ship or the civilian ship was actually a zeon ship according to some information that miller got yeah, and um, so that's how they get Gato away while making it look like they blew it up. Right, right. And and Ko says that he knows that he must have gotten away because there's no way that Gato would have made it that easy to let himself be taken out. Right. Yeah. So, um, again, a little bit more narrative difference. Albion makes port on land. Um, they say where this is, but it's not really that important. It's some random port in Africa. Um, and 
we see instead of you know uh, Lieutenant Burning running up and finding some of these documents that Orville's dropped, um, Miller actually catches um, him making a phone call um, on land and basically takes him and tortures him and um, finds out where where the Xeon base is. Um, and this is actually where the fourth unit shows up. Um, and at this point, Alan is like, man, fuck it. I'm tired of fighting. I've been here since the one-year war. I'm retiring. I'm getting out of here. This isn't for me. Um, and then Mancho kind of, Mancha takes over as Mancha at this point. Um, and we also get a quick, uh, Ken Betterstat, uh, cameo here. Hey, reconstructing colonies. Yep. He's, uh, yeah. And apparently he, he had, he's reconstructing colonies as part of like his, he was convicted of being, Zeon or something like that. They they basically say like he's got three more months and then he can go rejoin Zeon. So basically he's serving um a prison sentence and as part of that he's just like rebuilding shit. Um yeah, so at this point we see uh Orville uh and Alan get in a car together. Well, Alan jumps in a car to get the hell out of the city that they're in. And Orville happens to be in it. And he's like, well, who, why is this guy here? Um, and then they kind of get, I don't know, hijacked. <laughs> and uh, the guy basically asks Orville. So Zeon has apparently been selling diamonds to fund all of their um, operations on earth. And this guy's like a middleman for like the black market for them and um, ends up killing Orville because he's pissed off and find and Alan finds out that the uh, that the cannon on the Albion's been sabotaged. So at this point we're kind of synced back up on the with the anime. Yeah, Alan's on route back to the Albion. Yeah. So we got the Xeon Desert Mine Base. The Diamond Mine. Yep. Yeah, so they've got like a giant underground mine where they've got this high or was it heavy heavy lift vehicle or what HLV is what they call HLV, it. HLV, yeah. Yeah. So basically this is what's gonna get um Gato and Unit Two back in space. Um and they've they've got only they note that there are there are 10 mobile suits, operational mobile suits left at this Xeon base. Yeah. And they've been hanging out for like three years waiting, waiting to fight. So like they're, they're ready to go. Just chilling. They've got like, uh, what, like eight Zaku's left is basically all they have. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're probably running out of pizza rolls too, by this point. (laughs) I have to imagine. So it's, it's interesting to note in the anime that the way they actually find the base or get closer to the base is Orville takes the core fighter and um, is like heading towards the base because he generally knows where it is. And, um, you know, they kind of let him go because they're like, well, he's going to lead us to where we want to be. Yeah. yeah. If they reach back out to him on radio, they're like, yeah, they're going to know where we are. But What's happened is that Burning has sent out Mancha, Keith, and Co. to pursue it, 
and they end up kind of getting tricked by the two Xeon suits that take out that spare core fighter. Right. Um, then when they run, when they see the others, they lead them away from the base and are setting up an ambush. Yeah, so they get in this large battle where they're kind of going back and forth. Um, and they know that Xeon is distracting them from the base. Um, and they try to, you know, after they engage with this unit, uh, basically, <laughs> Mancha's in the anime, Mancha's like, uh, Ko, go, like, take all these guys out now. And Ko's like, you're going to get me killed. And he's like, yeah, I don't really care. Go do it. And Ko goes out and he ends up taking all of them out. But that didn't seem to be his intention in the anime. Um, in the manga, it's a little bit more ambiguous. He's They basically engage and, like, just take them out. Um, slightly different. Uh, Mancha doesn't hate Ko as, quite as much in the, in the manga. Yeah, it seems like he kind of redeems... They kind of re they redeem their relationship a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they they surround the Xeon units and they they start taking them out, uh, but the HLV is able to take off. Um, and here's a little bit, here's where we kind of another have another little narrative difference. So in the anime, the Albion fires at the HLV and just misses, right? Um, Couldn't get a lock because of all the other shooting going on. Yeah. Um, and the Xeon units kind of do like a final suicide attack to like protect the, the HLV. Um, and Ko saves Nina from a Zaku blast at the last second. Like it's getting right. ready to fire into the, um, the, the main cockpit area of the ship. And um, uh, Ko blows up the, the Zaku and the HLV makes it into space. Um, and then uh, we we didn't really mention it, but like all the Xeon units were ordered to surrender after the HLV got into space, and they do so. In the manga, it's a little bit different because um, the same general thing happens. There's combat going on, um, but Alan knows. So Alan's been told that, or overheard that, the uh, particle cannon's been sabotaged on the Albion. Um, and so he's trying to get there to tell them because he, he knows that it's going to blow up. So I think they get like, do, do they get the first shot off or something? I think they get like, so they, they still end up missing. Um, but so that, I mean, the main difference here is that they're under attack by a mobile armor. Yes. That adds them and not just a Zaku. Yeah. The, the mobile armor or that's right. So they, they, they're trying to charge up the particle cannon. Everything's on fire. And Alan gets to tell them, hey, you're going to have to fix your particle cannon and fire it off. So basically, they fix it, and they're told that they have to do a manual fire at the HLV. Um, so they have to, like, you know, look through sights and fire at it yeah. from, like, a mile and or two away. And that seems to be the implication of why they miss here. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, it's funny because in the in the manga they they have two particle cannons and it basically looks like it like <laughs> strafes on both sides of the hlv no, it's this it's a dual barrel in the show as well it does the same thing it's just oh, not, it does. Zo it's not zoomed in as much okay yeah um but yeah so they're fighting this this mobile armor which looks really weird um and it's it's got the commander of the diamond mind in it 
um, and they're running into problems with it. And basically, Ko takes out the the power because it has a mega particle beam super hyper cannon on it, and um, and it's still about to fire. So Ko has taken out the power, but it has enough to fire. And Alan, um, because we need to tie up loose ends, rams the mobile armor with the core fighter and dies. And then Cole's able to take out the um, the Zaku that's implanted into the mobile armor at the same time. Yep. So now we're all synced up, mostly. Still yep. <laughs> when that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the only thing that happens here, we have another one of these chapters at the end of Volume 5. Um, we find out that um, Kara Lodge, Clara Lodge finds out about Seema being uh, a leader in space, and she gets naked and heads up to space to join Seema's unit. So She's not naked. Yeah, she gets mostly naked. You see... <laughs> I mean, they he does kind of draw her like there's nothing on, and then they shade in a, a top. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. we'll see more of her uh, in future episodes. I'm I'm guessing. Sounds like we will. Yeah. What so what what do you guys think? Luke, you go. We we just we just steamrolled you this episode. It's all good. It's all good. I. Uh, I like the I like the combat in this. Um, I, I'm I'm liking the 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 way the show's going. Um, I feel like it's just it's kind of a lot of cat and mouse with Ko and Gato. But I mean, we got to we got to build the series out somehow. But I like it so far. And Gato is Spanish for cat. <laughs> I, yeah, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. Ko is Spanish for mouse. For Ko Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah, I, I like the animation. It, it gets progressively better through the series. I think. Um, I, I think I mentioned it last one, like one of the episode or one of the scenes where like they're getting ready to like launch one of the mobile suits, and you see like the thrusters like like just adjusting. I, I really liked that. Yeah, this this episode towards the end. I kind of wish it was the last scene of the episode, uh, but it isn't. The last scene is the Zeon soldiers surrendering. Uh, to the Albion and Kobe and like, oh, that's our enemy. Like, dude, you didn't think this was the lizard war and you're just learning their people, right? <laughs> this is not Nadesco. Uh anyway, the scene right before that, it's you see the HLV breaking the Earth's atmosphere, and you see Gato sitting in the cockpit of the unit to not quite Amaro like. He's not tapping his feet. Um, but, you know, he is just sort of sitting there about as relaxed as you can be. You know, he's still got his arms out and uh, on the controls. And then you also see like he's got a diamond in his hand that he had gotten from that base commander. And there's this, uh, you know, it's a pretty cool bit of the score going during it. It's a really, really cool shot. Like it's if I had to cut 30 seconds out of this just to like episode four what happens tell me in 30 seconds i would just show you this shot and mm -hmm. gato escapes and here's the really cool well done well animated 
scene that doesn't even really need words to get across its impact um, you know, to the story. And so that, that for me, the whole episode is, uh, like you said, it's a lot of, you know, oh, will he escape? Won't he? We know he will because it's only episode four out of 13. Uh, yeah. It's just, you know, we've got to, we've got to go on the journey. That's the point. Uh, but this was, uh, yeah, that shot really is, I've always enjoyed it. it it's yeah. And I think, I think that's why I like the way the manga handled this a little bit better. I, I thought the, we're just like floating around through Africa and like they, they hint that there's other, other units that are floating around, but they're all scared to engage with unit two because as a nuke or something along those lines. Um, I like the, the fact that like in the manga, they kind of are pursuing them actively. They kind of know where they're at. They've just like got to engage and move forward each time. Um, I think it like, it makes the story a little bit more interesting than, uh, yeah, we're like, you know, floating around and people are getting, but yeah. it's a different, it's a different story. Cause like, and one, like the crew is, is just like strung out and like, what the fuck are we doing? And the other, it's like, it's more of an active chase. Yeah. Although I have to say that in, in both regards, you have the Federation crew here on the Albion. They're, they're not very good. That's one of the themes of this show. They're not very good at what they do. Like Al- Alice is the one in uh, uh, Miller. Yeah, Miller is the one that kind of takes care of the whole Orville thing in the manga, yeah. right? And so you kind of have a continuation of that theme. Um, Got to remember, like the end of this story, like a like, synapse gets executed for being such a fucking incompetent after all of this. Like <laughs> they're not. They are not good at what they are doing. No, and it, well, I mean, Cole's unit for their for their sake is just supposed to be like a test pilot unit. They're like getting data on all these like modifications to the suits, supposed to be getting capabilities and all that stuff. Um, you would think Synapse being like, I don't, I don't remember how many Pegasus class ships they made, but it's not that many. I think it was like six or seven. I think total that we've seen. Right. Um, like you would. Th- think that that having one of the white base type ships is like a pretty high posting considering that's what bright is always doing and he's like one of the most respected um leaders for all of the series yeah anaheim doesn't just roll these out like in mass at any point you know this is this is a nicer version than the stuff that was out during the one-year war but still very similar yeah Yeah, maybe they should maybe they make something after what is what is the type of is is it it's not a pegasus class ship they have in universe in uh unicorn is it so they have the general rebel which and they have the um uh the nail argama yeah what is the nail argama a, a pegasus um, that that was it's the same ship from Double Zeta when they scuttled the Argama, oh, okay. um, and so it's like a it's the Argama but with more stuff on it, mm-hmm. and I don't remember what class they call them. They may still call them Pegasus class, um, and like General Rebel, I think was like the next evolution like beyond the Nail Argama, um, because that's the one they use in Char's counterattack. Mm-hmm. I think. I might have that wrong. Anyway, um, sorry if I got that wrong. Anyone listening, I might I might have. But um, 
Yeah, they're all just generally nice white ships that have Gundams on them or J guns or whatever. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, yeah. I I like how this is going. I I actually am excited to see what they do. If if I wonder if Miller again, I haven't read much past this, and I haven't either. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm wondering how big of a part Miller plays throughout the rest of this this series, or if she basically bails out when they go to space. Yeah, I guess we're going to find out. So next episode, we're going to cover some of that. And then I think for the show, we're at least going to be looking at uh, Mayfly of Space and Episode 5 and Evolve. Episode 4, right? So we're going to get to know the Gerber Tetra um, a little teeny tiny, teensy tiny bit. Yeah, very exciting. All right. Well, thanks for checking in. Um, We will see you in two weeks. Feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at NewTypeFlashPod. All of our Twitter handles are in that bio. Feel free to reach out to us on Reddit and all that fun stuff. And we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. Bye. Have a good one.